And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire, episode 353. This is a podcast for the amateur radio operators. Welcome, welcome. I hope everybody's doing all right. For our live stream recording of the podcast, our podcast listeners are invited to join us for this live recording. You can come by and take uh, participate or partake in the festivities in the green room. There's a lot of things that happen before the show. People will be like, "What? what is happening? Why do they laugh so much? Well, I think we'd have to sell uh, tickets to that experience, but... Uh, Look, the fellows are here. This is why they're always smiling and laughing. They won't tell you why. I don't know. Steve, what's going on that we don't, um, you know, everybody's laughing all the time before the show. And then the show starts and it's like, serious business, you know, just no. <laughs> They want the show the before the show. That's the thing. But sometimes yeah. we say things that probably shouldn't be heard, I guess. Hello, well, Steve. What you are seeing is us in our natural state. And so. Sometimes you see uh, on the live stream a little bit more than you'd want to see. Um, yeah. These brothers will stand up, and you're like, damn, I didn't know they still sold those sorts of uh, checkered draws, you know? Like, you know, why can't I get a team of people that care about their underpants? I'll be right back. Let me get up. Oh, whoa, whoa. wait a minute. Wait, let, me, let me just switch off the camera. Dang. Uh, hope everybody's doing all right. Hello, Scotty. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Good to be here in the morning. This morning, yeah, we can't talk about. Uh, I signed a uh, non-disclosure agreement about the pre-show content. So There's no way possible. I've thought about it, and you know, I think we do a very good job of being natural here. But you know, you got to put up a couple of guardrails for the show because there's a lot of people that are just like, oh, I don't know. I had a guy few months back was like, yeah, I tried to listen to that show. Got on something about talking about something. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't nuts to butts ham radio because we kick it off starting about you know saying hello to friends like that's what you would do anywhere else is like hey fellas how you doing how you do you have a good week i noticed this was going on and he was like you didn't get it was just gotta get right to it i'm like you know it's not for you not for you brother we actually talk to each other here yeah it's the one place i can be safe and not have to worry about going into sherry's office is the uh, pre-show that's true That's true. Uh, we hear it's my safe space. <laughs> totally. <laughs> With the pre-show, we're right. She's not wired into that. It's not going out through a speaker. So yeah, mm-hmm. you hear a little bit more there. Hello and welcome to everybody who our podcast, our podcast listeners, and our community members who come and join us in the chat. If you're new, put new down there. I noticed that Spike got a new uh, call sign. He's now November One Alpha Quebec. Hotel, oh, so uh, yeah, way to that. go there, Spike. Nice, that's a nice. that's a good one there. He also put a cue in front of his question. I appreciate that. <clears throat> Pardon me. We uh, answer your questions, uh, give you some practical solutions to try to help you reach your amateur radio goals throughout this hour. So if you do have something you want to ask about anything, really, it's a it's a community full of people living a life, but rooted in radio so we're not afraid to tackle any sort of uh 
thing. Uh, 420 came along this week, and uh, it's my father's birthday. So I remember uh, my father on 420. We also have a lot of brothers and sisters who use that 420 number as a uh, smoking up the weed, uh, the herbs, uh, the medicinal and whatever sort of medicines they enjoy. That's all good. Everybody's welcome here. Unfortunately, Steve, uh, one of these cases, had a horrific evening because of perhaps, was it a 420 celebration, Steve, that, that caused this? Uh, he was on a speed run. He he was in, from the Spokane area and uh, made a speed run to Tacoma and was making a speed run back. And it was, we we're all kind of scratching our heads. It's like, well, you got dispensaries in Spokane, so... Don't know, but he was uh, driving a little bit too fast. And so, speed run. Do you mean he was he was on route to pick up something or other that may have not been good, or he was was just flying? He was heading back, so he did the cannonball run to go. Uh, Well, let's let's put it this way: it was uh, remember the old uh, Burt Reynolds uh, movie, the Smoking the Bandit, the beer, Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, so it was, uh, instead of being eastbound and down, he was eastbound and down and loaded out. up and trucking. But, he was uh, loaded and down and out. And he was baked. <laughs> that's was a shame. Fun. That's like, a shame. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just but, uh, yeah, it was <clears throat> poor weed management. I'd say he, he should be violation mm-hmm. for poor, poor weed management is like the number should've one violation. Should have planned mm-hmm. ahead, should have uh, waited. Mm-hmm. Those and gummies will creep up on you. Weighted and baked. That's what I he probably should he have done. Some. Yeah. Yeah. He probably needs some now. Like, you know, not to get yeah. too graphic, but you cut somebody yeah. out and you had to cut somebody out of the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, the had to, we had to uh, extricate. Uh, on a serious tip, person. y'all, be careful out there. Like, we, we play wear around. Your seat belts. Like, wear your seatbelts, man. Be smart with uh, what you're doing. We're not trying to preach to anybody, but uh, you can do whatever you want to do. You know, but when it's business time to get across, man, don't don't risk other people's lives for what you do. You do at home is good or get somebody else. But here we are now giving out uh, advice about how to ingest your medicinal uses. <laughs> There's a question from the chat. We can probably hit this one quickly, but thank you for putting the cue in front of it. If you have other questions, please go ahead and do that. We're here to help and provide support for you. We've got a topic today we are going to talk about. And um, we'll get to that in just a little bit, but uh, it's a question about club participation and why it seems like a small percentage of the people do a large percentage of the work. And if you guys feel that in your clubs, we're not out to get anybody and crap and throw shade or whatever they say anymore, but just to see what you see in your club. Some do better than others and some are, are having this issue and it's a problem and I hear about it more and I'm like, yeah, we'll talk about it. Anyway, there's a question from Spike, and uh, he asked, is there a pre-show production rider, like the band concerts? So, yeah, uh, we could probably guess what's on Scotty's rider. He, he will not come here unless there is a uh, set amount of things. But there is a few, a handful of his items that he has to have in his dressing room, if you will. And then Steve is just outrageous. I'm just going to say it publicly that his demands... Or the dumbest things I've ever seen. I mean, I love this guy. I love this guy. But who asked on a technical rider for a goldfish? A goldfish, not like the crackers, a real swimming goldfish. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta have okay, goldfish. but why? I mean, it's cheap enough. Water's free. The bowl, glass, couple bucks. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. But who asked 
for the goldfish. And I don't understand why you ask for a live, living, living, swimming goldfish. And I'm not sure I want to know. Stand by Sherry. Uh, but let's find out why Sidecar Steve needs a living goldfish. I need inspiration. And the goldfish <laughs> inspires me. See, you get inspiration from... That's a good answer. That's enough for me. That's probably... <laughs> Pretty good. But all these, yes, uh, Spike, they come in, uh, they have certain needs. Uh, you can imagine. Uh, it, one guess now for our chat, what would Scotty need to have in his dressing room prior to every show? Put it in the chat right now, and if we get three of them, then uh, we'll have to hand out some of them later. So <laughs> go ahead and put in the chat what you think Scotty needs in his dressing room. But yeah. will be good. That'll be good. Go ahead and type it up in there, and we'll share it as we go. And if you have any questions about anything during this process or any comments, go ahead and put them down in the chat. You're invited here, our listeners, uh, to come for the live recording. It doesn't live on YouTube. It uh, is streamed out so we can participate and be with you in real time, and uh, it goes right out to audio, and then it goes away from YouTube. And sometimes we even do an extra, oh, little bit extra after the show we hang out, that sort of thing. All right, so we're going to find out what Scotty needs in his dressing room in just a moment. <laughs> so, Steve, we uh, we put this question out there. You know, I, I put it out over the... I, each week I try to put something out on the Discord. Discord's slowly growing, so participation on Discord, it's interesting, is, is, is a lot lower than, say, Facebook, where 97 people had a comment about this question, and it was about our radio clubs. It all came to be because I know a guy, and I've heard others say, you know, they get you, you see him at a ham fest, you know, like, ah, you're the president, you're the vice president or treasurer. Nice event. Thanks for putting it on, all that sort of thing. You know, and it's like, I wish, I just wish more people would help. You know, it's like, I got to do everything. I'm, I asked a guy, I'll, I won't use his name or call just to keep him, you know, on the clear because he's more active still. Are you going to go, are you going to re up again and to be the president again? And it was like, no, you know, I I can't do it. It's so much work that I have to do, and just a few people do this work. And so it wasn't me saying, hey, let's start a feeding frenzy about this. I just want to see if this was something you had seen in your clubs. Uh, Steve, you had an interesting perspective on on this, and I think it's a it, it was a theme throughout the answers. What's what's your thought on a little bit of people doing a lot of the work? And that's typical. <clears throat> that happens in a lot of organizations, uh, not just, you know, radio clubs. It's uh, it goes beyond uh, radio clubs and other organizations. And it's basically, you know, I'll just kind of put in one under one big tent of uh, volunteerism. And uh, it, you're going to have 10 percent of, of of a group of people, no matter what uh organization it is that's going to be really active you'll probably have another 10 percent that is semi-active so if so you'll have anywhere from 10 to 20 percent that are pretty much doing most of the work and then the rest are are kind of hanger honors or some they just can't participate as much as they want to um it just it's just the nature of the beast it uh um but it's true about 10 percent uh whether it's you know, radio clubs or any other organizations is going to be really, really active. That's going to do the majority of the work. And uh, it just, 
uh, that's the way it just falls down, falls out, man. It's kind of, it is what it is. All right, hold on. 100 watts and a wire news. This just in from our community in the chat room. Many folks are saying that gummy bears, loaded gummies. Paul said loaded gummies, a pound of gummy bears from James, bare bones bears from Spike. Uh, So for some reason, lots of people believe that the green room must be full of gummies. For Scotty, uh, we give uh, them that idea. What says you, Scotty? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what where, where that's all coming from. This it's, is, a, it's, it's, a, it's all news to me. It's a bizarre um, thing. Scotty, you in any clubs and and uh, you know without getting yourself in any kind of trouble? What what do you see participation like? Uh, well, yeah, I I do. Um, I am a member of uh, my local club. I don't really go to um, the activities. They do a lot of Aries Racy stuff. In fact, they got an AC, Aries Racy's exercise going on today on the two-meter repeater. I had to uh, turn my two-meter rig off because they were chiming through. Um, but it's always it, in the act, in the, the newsletters and, and the events they have coming up, it always seems to be the same handful of people that are organizing, that are getting out there and participating and, and trying to drum up volunteers to come come participate. And turnout's usually pretty low. And like Steve was saying, it's the you know, same small group of people doing everything for whatever events they have planned for for the for the day or for the year. It's kind of rough. We head over now to our oops to do golf for that. That's our. Uh, hey, I recognize that. Hey, that's our uh, run of show. I asked the folks here. Ninety-seven comments, three point four um, thousand, uh, three thousand four hundred people had seen the post. Ninety-four decided that they were going to content uh, comment on it. Um, so just to go through, uh, you know, David says something. It's uh, been this way since he started in 1980. Bigger problems nowadays is that people don't want to join organizations at all. What do you make of that, Steve? People just are not interested in even joining camps. Yeah. I mean, that's that's another issue. It's uh, why people don't want to join uh, or they're afraid that if they join, they're going to get roped into doing something, don't want to be, and you know, they want to be that 80% that doesn't want to do anything. They just want to be there. or And they're afraid of getting uh, sucked into being part of the 20%. Yeah, but um, Or people's lives are so busy and we got so many distractions that it's uh, they don't have the time. So I don't know, uh, you know what the... You know, the end goal is why someone doesn't want to join up. And, uh, and I can understand it. It's, we're busy. Everybody, every Everybody's super busy. Everybody's busy. Super so you busy. hear family, you know, your work. Those are probably the two leading uh, reasons. I won't call them excuses, but reasons. And, you know, a lot of great comments here. I, I encourage our community, if you do Facebook at all, you probably don't even have to join or read these. But they're all there. They will be there if you do a search under community questions all of the questions that we ever talk about have come up and, and we can't get to all of the answers thomas said that's why i quit so you know this engagement we we've got ourselves a little bit of a cycle here steve where mm-hmm. all right so we have 10 percent. just saying 10 15 percent. we just give it even 20 percent. it's definitely not even half so we're just going to cover it by saying less people do a lot of the work and we'll define work as say throwing events, say whether it's field day or it's a cookout or a simplex study or whatever the thing may be, some sort of operating event for the club. 
a dinner. Yeah. Organizing an event, you know, whatever, or or just the everyday running of the club. Taking yeah. tickets, taking membership, taking keeping track of that, getting people interested in running. This is what we're talking about, the work of it, right? And it's not a guilt trip because, look, I may give money to clubs, but it doesn't mean I'm there solving their problems for them. I'm not setting up in chairs and breaking down the chairs. This is more of a conversation about... You know, we have this issue of cultivating new people into the hobby to start with. And there's potentially a lot of young leaders or new blood leaders type. You know, you don't have to be 25 years old. You could be in your 50s and want to be leading and help out. You know, so I think there's a really uh, balance here that we've got to figure out with leadership in the clubs to recognize some of these younger people, guys usually, and uh, letting them pick up the rope and give some ideas every now and again because it's it's clearly on people's minds and people are quitting it. They're quitting because of it. Well, you may quit leadership because of it. Uh, most people just want to go to the party. You know, they want to go to the breakfast. They want to send out the emails to the uh, or they don't want to send out the emails to the the whole uh, club. You know, that organization coordination, that type of stuff. Um, Mike says, "Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Steve." Go ahead. Well, then the other problem is uh, that comes down to is you have the ones that don't participate um, or act, are not active. They're they're at the meetings and, uh, every month and uh, and <clears throat> they're in that eighty percent group and they sit back and they're you know taking shots from the cheap seat. Well, you know that's the way. we didn't do it that way thirty years ago. And they're just you know stirring it up and. Uh, putting in their two cents and then it's like well if you know if we're not doing it the way it should be why aren't you and then they have an excuse to not be in there they'll criticize but they they won't be part of the solution and um so that's you know discouraging to someone that's trying to do the best for the organization and uh and then get constantly criticized and uh so on top of being doing all this work uh, trying to do what they think is best and feeling like they're not getting support from the senior members of the organization because they're sitting back in the in the cheap seats uh, taking cheap shots at the uh, at the leaders and uh, and then the rest of us are not telling them to shut the hell up and uh, mm -hmm. you know and uh, let these guys you know run it and if you don't like it then we'll vote your ass in and you can uh, run it the way you think it should be but so, I mean, there's a, a lot of things that are, uh, that, you know, kind of culminates into where we are today. So a good point from um, Patrick in our, our chat here today. He says, haven't been a member of a radio club in probably six years. After I moved home after school, I had bigger things to worry about. I still do plenty of public service. So, you, you know, he's still out there doing and, and volunteering, but he's not a member of the mm -hmm. club. And And here's a point. If I give money to the club, you know, is that enough? You know what I mean? Like, that's an energy. It's a form of energy. It's a support. And, you know, I hope they can go and work it out and they can use it and that it's helpful. But I, I'm definitely one that's not super engaged. You know, I, you know, anyway, let me get back to what the people, people think. Tommy says everybody wants to be uh, uh, an EC or AEC, but don't want to do anything. He's got Kilo, Foxtrot, Four, Tango, Charlie. Again, I'm not trying to stir the pot strangely here and uh, get people upset about this whole thing. It's not about us against them or them and them not doing anything. And there's just different interesting perspectives 
And uh, there's newer hams who kind of look at things and they're like, oh, that kind of stuff. Uh, John says, I guess it depends on how you define the work. We have a very active club. We always have a good size group for field day. We've done winter field day for a few years. We have a group of operators who go out and do POTA activations once a month. We do annual two-day ham fest, two small swap meets a month. That sounds like a good happening active Wow, that's a, a club. Lot of work too. <laughs> he says, of course, there are a number of members that aren't active, but when we put um, out an appeal for people, we always get a good turnout. He's AA4JS, so good for you. That's, that's good. That's great. That's an awesome club. Okay. That's, that's a lot of work. Two, two ham fests a month? Wow. All right. Should we take a question here from David from the chat? I mean, you guys can uh, put a cue in front of it, and we're just going to run it out here. This is a friendly group. It's a community, and when you have community issues, you talk about it. You should talk about it. It's better than harboring and for, what are they fostering or festering. That's the word I'm looking for. So David asked, so how do you gently break down the expert in the club that simply isn't willing to teach newer folks his or her expertise, or can you? Need that shrink back respectfully. So how do we get through part, these older heads? He wants to say he wants to not gently break them down because they won't get the subtlety of you know the nudge and say hey you know kind of some of those guys you have to get in get in their grill and uh, and you know tell it like it is. And you know, I, I it, what is sad about things is I've had conversations and people write me and I always welcome it. And I have to be careful what I put back out there because next thing you know, it's going to go out to some other place and get people upset mm-hmm. about something. But, you know, when people start talking about we just have to wait for this older generation to die off, what a sucky thing to have to say. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't feel that way. Like, wow, there must be a way in. To sitting down and talking to the kind of, they're called the gatekeepers, they're called the old guard, you know, whatever they're called, the, uh, I call them our elders, our, the mentors that we desperately need and that they're dying off. And I hate that there's a thought out there that we have to wait. We got to wait till these old guys die off before we can get our thing going. And that's sad, isn't that's it? That's a frustration that, you know, newer people have. It's because they're not getting out from us older guys what they what they're craving and uh and the guidance and it's like they finally just they're throwing the towel in and just saying the heck with it and we'll just wait for the old fart to you know move on ben says they've seen the other way around where um (laughs) where they're willing to teach but no one wants to learn i definitely feel that there's also a side of this and we Mm -hmm. have many shades to this hobby and this service that um it's many layers colors whatever you want to you want to say but sometimes the wisdom of the old they can't give it away and that's probably going to depend on where you are and i've ran into that quite a few times it's like oh okay all right you you don't need and it's not just here in the in the hobby it's in my work profession Mm -hmm. it uh you know some of the newer guys younger guys come in and uh they they kind of like think they know it all and it's you know like some of my kids <laughs> it's like okay all right no problem we'll all right, figure we'll, it out we'll pick this up here uh as we continue you're welcome to put your comments down put your questions out there and all that sort of stuff let's talk about this week in radio history baby 
On 425-1945, Steve, you and I were just sandbox kids back then. <laughs> right. Uh, the Are final transmission of the clandestine radio. 1212, A.K. Radio Luxembourg. A black propaganda, quote, black propaganda station under U.S. control during the end of World War II. We can put more about that in our show notes on 100wattsandawire.com. Anything that we talk about... Uh, that has a site where you can go and reference it. You can see it all there. And Marconi's birthday, 425. It's coming up on Monday. Marconi was born in 1874. So simple math, he would be uh, 62 years old today. Don't let me do your math and taxes. <laughs> 1874. Uh, somebody will figure out that math. They're very good at that. Let me tell you about LDG, baby. Family owned and operated. They got the Balans. They've got the Unins. And I find that people really still don't understand Balans and Unins. And Steve and I will run back a Balan and Unin show before too long. But they've got analog meters. And of course, the world famous tuners. Customer service second to none. Visit them online at ldgelectronics.com. Everywhere you look, there's an LDG. And you know what? You can now get LDG hats and mugs. We uh, came to a, a lovely arrangement uh, in our merchandise section at 100wattsandwire.com. So if you dig LDG, got cups and stuff and a hat in there too if you want to check that out. All good. They uh, support our show and have for a long time, so we appreciate that. That was an easy yes for us. Okay, we better bring Scotty in to see if anybody's talking in the chat about anything we need to get a hold of because uh, I, I lost track. What's going on in there, man? <laughs> uh, not much going on. Um, the, uh, yeah, well, Greg, uh, Greg says, uh, not sure if it will work talking about the trying to get the uh, the more experienced folks in the club to, um, to, to kind of uh, coach and encourage uh, newer members. Um, but maybe p- appeal to their ego somehow and, and to try to get through to them. I think give them a chance to show how smart they are. There's something with the, I mean, it comes up and I, you know, I'm not trying to poke the bear, you know, I'm a no code ham and I have to admit, I, I would have learned and did what I wanted to do because my love for this would have forced me to do it. Right. I would have done it. It wasn't required of me. I didn't do it. If I had to pick up the back of a Volkswagen, I probably would have tried to do it. Hernie is still there. I get operated on uh, on the fourth, but somebody asked me about that, so thank you. But look, if you had to turn over, dig a tree, plant a hole, fix a pothole, you would do that, and I would have done the code if I could have. But when they removed that, you know, uh, it, that that became such a big deal, and I think that's such a big carryover from the guys who had to do it, like you, Steve, the guys who had to do it not you included in this conversation because you're open and, and welcoming to people. But a lot of those dudes, ironically, are bitching about it on single sideband. They're not banging it out. You know, another thing. You know, they're talking about it on the, you know, so it's kind of a strange thing. But they never really came out of that. There's a big group of people that sort of resent the fact that they didn't have to, they had to do something that we didn't. Go ahead, speak about it, Steve. Oh yeah, no, it, it's it, you see it everywhere. Uh, there's uh, these guys that's on. Uh, you're not a true ham because you didn't do the CW, and uh, it's like go after yourself. It uh, doesn't matter. It's you know, uh, the way I see it is, you pass the test 
based on the requirements that were presented to you at the time you took the test. And whether it had code in it or not, who cares? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. So, you know, these guys, they get all hung up on it. And, uh, you know, when I took my test, yeah, I had to, you know, when I first got into the hobby, I had to go down the FCC office and, uh, there's guys saying, well, you know, you're not a true ham until you went down to the FCC office and you had to do it that way. You know, there's VEs, there's, you know, that's a bunch of yada, yada, yada. But no, I mean, the requirements when we first had amateur radio, you had to draw out the uh, schematics of oscillators. You had, there was a lot of requirements and over the years it's gotten streamlined, it's changed. All the requirements have changed, and then eventually the code went away. It wasn't needed. It was an international agreement. It wasn't by the FCC, and it's just like, oh, cool, one less thing they have to to deal with. But you know what? You passed the test based on the requirements that were presented to you at the time you took your test. You're done. You're you're licensed. You have your ticket. I don't care. It doesn't matter. And uh, just because I had to take the code doesn't make me any better than you because you didn't take the code. So, so I wonder but, if just to tie it together, some of these people are sitting at the tops of these clubs. And, you know, that's part of the problem with connecting and identifying with the newer generation of ham radio operators. It shouldn't, but it probably does to some degree. That's why I brought it up. There are two different, very different arguments for why, you know. And we can't solve all the problems today. And you can't change a lot of old old folks' minds. I mean, mine included on a lot of things. But you can reasonably get there, I don't know, for the hobby's sake. Like, if you really love it, like you say you love it, then can't we open it up a little bit more? Can't we, like, you know, and then maybe, maybe there's an underlying thought here that maybe if we're just a little more welcoming and inclusive in our clubs you know, giving a hand up to the next generation. We might we might be able to do something here, but I don't know. I don't want to rant. I don't want to rant here. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's one of those things that just drives me nuts, and it's like, come on, guys. That's it, enough. They, I'm yeah. getting ready to throw it to Scotty to talk about the, the contest, and contests are another one. They hate it. They hate it. And I heard it's some guys. It's a relationship, yeah. They were bitching about the parks. They were like, oh, you know, these park stations. I'm like, why? You know, like they complain if there's nobody on the air. Nobody's using it, right? Instantly, all the bands must be sucky because nobody's on. And then the contests come along, and then they blow their mind. And then now I'm hearing like the parks, which is actually a pretty cool way to get out and get active. So I don't know, man. It's 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 a lot of, uh, I don't want the old generation to die off. I just wish they were a little, I don't know a little more forgiving or something something i don't know <laughs> you ready for some uh contest scotty let's see what we got going on yeah. this weekend all right let's take a look here with the contest we have the uh the 1010 international spring digital contest um put on by uh the 1010 international organization based out of california they um they are dedicated to um to making 10 meters the best it can be and they're having a digital contest this weekend <laughs> Uh, what else is happening? We have uh, um, the Australian and New Zealand Army Army Corps contest. This contest uh, honors the alliance between uh, Australia and New Zealand. It's a uh, worldwide contest, and um, that's uh, those are the kind of the two big ones going on this weekend. Have a, a couple uh, contests lined up for next weekend. There's the Florida QSO party on uh, April 30th. 
Um, and then uh, those of you guys that are into uh, to Feld Hell, which is, I always found those old machines to be very fascinating, the mechanical devices. There's a Feld Hell Sprint is happening on uh, April 30th as well. Beautiful. Do you guys want to open up the phone lines? We could actually have people come in here, and uh, I guess they could tell us what they, they think. You want to do that, or is that dangerous? Yes. Some of these old Let's folks, man, it's going to be dangerous. That's how we like to live. I'm going to put the key under the mat. If you want to come in here in the last half hour, ask a question, give a comment, um, you're good. Check your audio level so we have a decent experience for our listening audience. But I'll put the key for you in the chat if you want to come over. Maybe we can drop it into uh, Discord as well. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how easy we can do that. Okay, so yeah, not to poke the bear, not to get too crazy with all that uh, sort of stuff, but um, I don't think we can solve it. I don't want people to die off so we can do something more. We should we should be looking at succession mm-hmm. plans, you know, and, and I don't know, the term limits of the clubs, club leadership. I'm not, now, you know, now I'm kind of thinking like, man, you kind of sound like you're blaming the leadership, and that's not. That's not necessarily true. I think it's just the engagement of the people who are not helping leadership. Leadership actually shows some signs of wanting to be involved, but to be pulling more of the weight, you know, to be the one that's at home sitting at the dinner table after hours working on things. So it's not a knock on leadership. It's it's more of a, you know, what do we need to do it? Your thoughts are welcome. Put them on in the chat there. Hello to John. We see Ben there as well. Don, uh, good morning to everybody who's come by to hang out with us. Pastor Joe, he says he took the 100-question test for the get uh, for the growl, G-R-O-L. What's that mean again, uh, Steve? I forgot. Uh, general radio operator license. <clears throat> right. Circuit diagrams with tubes. What's wrong with this circuit? There are 17 things wrong with the circuit. Only four choices on the test. Okay, so... He's here as well. He's hanging out. Hello to James. D-plus was probably uh, tied to ground. James, uh, we're thinking of you. He's got a fire happening where he is. He had to move from his home and uh, pack up his family and go. And he's in this uh, unfortunate situation where he does not know what's going on at the home, at least uh, what damage they will return to, but hopefully in the next couple of days. Uh, so our thoughts are with you, James. That is a uh, yes. terrible terrible thing. And as a firefighter, Steve, you probably know this firsthand, uh, when people are forced to evacuate and go out, that feeling, uh, many don't want to. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, just the fear of what it's like. And and the what we go through um, when we... Uh, so we go and do structure protection uh, on, on homes and uh, in these wildland fires, and there's times when we just have to cut and run and uh essentially uh, and walk away from it and and some people don't uh and james will probably know him as uh some of his neighbors probably don't uh set up their their homes to be uh fiery you know resilient it they'll, they'll have a bunch of debris you know piled up against the house and uh, not have a, a clear space from between the structure and uh, and the natural vegetation, and it ends up uh, we just kind of have to write it off. And uh, and there's you know, it, it just it, it weighs on me and, and my crew, and uh, it's like oh we got to write this one off. And um, so it's to the homeowner and everything. It's I, I feel your pain, James, really do. And uh, 
and that whole situation is just um, is, is not good. It started as a prescribed burn, and it uh, which what we need to do, but sometimes it's uh, things get out of hand, and they didn't. Uh, you know, I can't armchair quarterback this thing, but uh, it just sounds like it it didn't go well. Obviously, so thinking about and, you, I know that doesn't do it. Uh, too much for you, but we were definitely thinking of you and as a member of the community. We we're following along James's progress. If you're part of the Discord uh, group, yeah. you're seeing that uh, mm-hmm. at least support uh, for one another in our community. That's that's rough, but uh, we're thinking about you there and hoping for the best in your situation and family. Uh, so uh, I got to tell you, we did a 30-day review on Tuesday. And we get the most interesting people are reviewing. You know, it's very simple. You go to 100wattsandawire.com. You have a 100-watt ID. Or you register for one, and in a couple of days, you're sequentially issued that, right? Then you can go over to the 30 days review system and say, I want to be part of this. Read about it. But essentially, the show will purchase ham radio products or ham-adjacent products Send them to you. You review them for 30 days. Beat them up. Drop them in the mud. Whatever you do, come back and tell us about it. That way our community knows what's going on, what's good, what's bad. Eh, I don't know. So anyway, this week, uh, Ben, uh, KX4TQ, and Brett. Brett is here, and I can't remember Brett's uh, call sign offhand, but... uh, It's uh, WY7BG. See that? This is why I got a team here. I'm getting to the point. I can't remember. And they're like, hey, we got it. We got you. Thank you, Feldman. I remember because it's his initials and Wyoming. Oh, right, 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 right. Super smart dude. Uh, it's fun. And uh, we were hanging out. And I got to tell you, like, everything. There was like a different feeling about recording that show of seriousness. Like here, you know, we get HR, HR calls, you know, no, it's a little questionable. You're going down the wrong road. I don't know. And it sets off a little code uh, here. So anyway, I'm watching and we're going through this. And the next thing you know, is we're, we're talking about an HT, a Yesu HT, right? So I'm like, everything I said, because Ben was here and in the chat. I, so I'd go to Brett and I'd say, so let's talk about the form factor. How did it feel in your hand? And I see Big Ben fall out laughing, and I'm like, oh, he's thinking about a Johnson right now. Like, and then it's like, how big's the, how big's the whip? Laughter. I'm like, I can't even go over to him now because for some reason that, that show takes on a different meaning. It needs to have a level of uh, seriousness, and I don't know why. Because, but really, I guess Sherry isn't there when I'm recording, and it's back. Nobody's going live, so... But she would have been because I couldn't stop myself. How's it feel in your hand? Is it big? Do you like it? How's the tip of the antenna? Like all oh, this, and he's just falling out laughing. And then I got, and then I have to go to him and get his response. And all I see is his shoulders are shrugging. And you know, this is going out on the audio podcast. You know, it's, he's laughing, his body's big and shaking. And I'm like, Ben, you're a big man, you know, and to tell me about how it feels in your hand, all this was going on. <laughs> and Brett was straight as an arrow. You know, he's like, serious business giving this review, like consumer report. But our boy Ben, oh. Big Ben, has uh, he started to bring Sherry into. So now that's going to be a new thing. I've got to I've got to oh, meet with God. Sherry about. Do I need to be there when you record on Tuesday nights in the studio? Because 
things get a little weird. He talked about a glow-in-the-dark tip. That's what he did. He came on talking about his antenna has a glow-in-the-dark tip. And I'm like, oh, geez, here we go. So sorry about that, Sherry. Um, but that, that's good. It's almost time for our questions. Some come in throughout the, um, the week, and we pull those, and I present those to Steve. He doesn't see them. Your um, cue, you put a cue in front of your question here in our live show, and we'll get to that as well. I do have a, uh, we got some ham fest we want to talk about. Maybe we need to uh, to do those, Scotty. There's a few of those, and then we'll go into our uh, Q&A, but give the people a little bit of time to put a question. doesn't matter. If you want to know where Sherry came from, the HR department, where the show's going, it doesn't, you know. Uh, not going to the Museum of uh, Broadcasting is what I can tell you. There's some ham fest and special events happening, and Scotty's here uh, to talk about those. Yeah, we got some uh, back in my, my neck of the woods. Um, and uh, in the Hagerstown, we have the Great Hagerstown Ham Fest in Boonesboro, Maryland, happening on, happening on uh, April 30th. Um, also in the same general area, the York Ham Fest uh, up in Spring Grove, Pennsylvania, also on April 30th. The Ozaki Radio Club, their annual Spring Fe uh, Swap Fest in Cedarburg, uh, Wisconsin. Their uh, ham fest is on the 30th. And then we have a cool kind of a DX station. I saw you, Christian, uh, made some contact with uh, JWOX uh, and uh, Small Bar. Right. Um, I have no idea where that is, but yeah, I did. That, I got that guy. That is a, a group of islands in the. Uh, on the on the Arctic Ocean, north on the north coast, off the north coast of Nor of uh, Norway, Norwegian Island Group. Nice. It's also an island on the air entity uh, EU zero two six. So apparently oh. they're getting huge pileups. They've logged like upwards of twenty thousand QSOs in the uh, few days they've nice. been up. They're running. I think they're running to the uh, till the uh, end of uh, end of next end uh, oh, to the twenty sixth. They're wrapping it up April twenty sixth. So okay. grab them if you can. It's a good uh, good DX. Yeah, I put him on 20 and put some watts behind it, and, and I got him. He was working split, too, which is, it's always a challenge, you know, because I'm like, I haven't worked split in a while. I need to kind of go back into my rig and like, how am I working split again? So uh, that was a that was a good one. That was new for me. I hadn't picked up that entity before. I had no idea. I looked it up, and I saw the thing, and I saw the information, but um, we'll put the link here. Scotty pulled the link um, to their website, and we'll put those in the show notes on uh, 100 watts and a wire. Uh, so it's that's... Nice to see a expedition out there. Yeah. For sure. Good deal. It's time for us to head into some uh, Q&A, some questions for you. You're welcome to drop them in the chat right now. Benefit of our podcast listening audience that is around when we record this live stream. Uh, you can come in, participate, and actually direct the show as you go if you want to bring topics in, conversation, whatever you want to talk about. And I'll put the key there because uh, we kind of do a little meet and greet. It's been after uh, the show. We've we've uh, hung out for a little bit. But I'll put the key under the mat. And if you want to come by and say hello, great. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it. And here we go with this week's question. Steve does not see these ahead of time. He does not want to. So uh, if you stump him, you stump him. And we'll go back to yep. the the, uh, the chalkboard. The and stop the chump. Uh I don't think Stump we try, to, yep. yeah, but we'll we'll go back and research anything we don't know. I don't know we're in that space right now. This question: What is the best coax to use for a dipole, and would connecting multiple lengths affect transmission output? That's from Stephen. Well, the 
best see that's always the the hard question uh, what is the best but um so it will come down to what what band you're operating uh and how long how long is the run going to be uh is it going to be 100 feet 300 feet and is it uh you know 75 meters or is it 10 meters so um probably the best coax is going to be um the one you can afford obviously and uh and it's going to be uh look at the frequency that you're operating on and how long your run is going to be and then do you do you want to you're going to have loss so you're going to lose power from the time it leaves your transmitter to the time it gets to antenna if you're it, you know, if it's acceptable to lose, uh, you know, 10 watts between the transmitter and the antenna, then so be it. Use that coax. So there, there's a number of things that factor into it. So it's going to be how much it's going to cost, which is our biggest factor. Two is going to be um, the, your your length of, of coax is going to be determined which one you're going to purchase and use. Now, multiple lengths of different coax or you know i got a 50 foot section of rg8 and then i got another 25 foot section of rg213 yeah they're the same i'm going to be operating on 40 meters that'll be fine there'll be neg the the losses there won't be any loss at the, or very 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 little loss at the at your uh at your barrel and so uh, that shouldn't be a problem the problem you'll end up getting into is if you mix and match different uh, types of coax so if you go from a 50 ohm coax to a 75 ohm coax then you're going to have some issues but multiple lengths of the same kind of coax is not a problem not at hf vhf uhf that's a different story but I rem uh, but we're just strictly talking hf right now i remember uh, my early days and i'm sure i asked you a similar question throughout because i had a i had 213 this was something that dr bob told me 213 is what he used next thing you know i'm programmed that's what he uses military grade it's you can bury it that's what i need dollar a foot yay! but it's uh it's good stuff right but i had mixed lengths you know i had to get uh, i had to go up 50 feet i didn't have all one piece running maybe that's uh and and i said you know i got a couple gonna put together what happens at the barrel and i was really surprised that you know at that connection point there was no not gonna be anything it was just like a solid connection and didn't have to worry about it. i was like cool didn't know at hf that's really not a problem when you get into the higher frequencies uh, then it can be you if you ran a you know, TDR'd it, or you swept it with some uh, sweep gear, you'll see a, a bump there, and uh, you'll get some additional losses. It's more sensitive at the much higher frequencies, but in the, in the HF world, nah, it's, you won't see it. All right, I hope that helps you. My son lives in a townhouse and only has access to a second-floor balcony. I'm thinking the only option is a mag loop, and even that may be a little bit sketchy. Your thoughts? Um, sketchy as far as uh, being visible that uh, neighbors will see it, or um, <clears throat> or there's just not a room, uh, not enough room uh, in the on the balcony for say like the the ceiling above it. Uh, but it it should be. I, I 
I think it, that's a great antenna for, you know, a, a situation like that. And now if it becomes where it's a visible issue that uh, someone sees it, but it could be, it could raise some questions, but I mean, a lot of people put some crazy stuff on their balconies and uh, I don't know if, you know, if people complain about it or not. I mean, from what I've seen driving around in, in my town and some of the, the stuff that the college kids put on their balconies in the apartments, because uh, we are in a college town here and uh, I don't, I don't ever hear about people complaining about it, but you know, I'm, I don't see it, but uh, yeah, I could, I, I think it'll be fine. Um, if it becomes a, a big eyesore, um, then maybe you might have to go a little more stealthy if that becomes the issue. So I'm a little, a little taken back on, you know, it may be a bit sketchy and well, in Brad, what, what, Brad is here. I think this is Brad's question. I probably pulled sketchy. that. Oh, in performance. In oh, performance. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, I think the only thing performance wise, I think the, the only kind of pain is going to be the fact that you've got to tune every frequency with Mm -hmm. a magnet loop, you know? And so that's That's, kind of a different, that's a different thing, but performance wise, you can still get a hundred Watts out of these things. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've, uh, there've been, uh, performance wise, I think they do better than, uh, than some of the other, uh, portable antennas, but they're, they're so narrow as far as uh, you've got to get out there and tune them. And, right. and if you have a way to remote tune them, that's even better. But If you're uh, chasing if you in a to... contest, this probably isn't something that's mm-hmm. going to put you over the top because, but it's not, again, it's not insurmountable. It's not, it's something you just have to get used to. You've got a little box that's going to, you've got to kind of get to your sweet spot on that antenna. And well, it's, it's like the isotron antenna. It's a pretty narrow antenna it has its kind of its sweet spot. And then you kind of have to get out there and tune it. So, uh, I think the, the mag loop uh, works really well and, uh, I think it will do good. Uh, performance wise, you're, whether it's a mag loop or a couple of ham sticks and a dipole configuration on a balcony, you're going to have some issues with the metal and, uh, around the structure there but uh i think the mag loop is probably the uh the easiest uh the better performing of the uh, of the two but they have commercial models and you can also build those and i think when you Mm -hmm. get about 20 feet up in the air you can take it from being the circle to being more of a uh more horizontal so it's kind of pointing out this way so aesthetically that may be all right too and performance wise once you get up higher you go from sitting it on a tripod in the big circle to being able to put it out more of a horizontal to do better. But I've known people that have done well. I've made contacts on one from the middle of the country to the East Coast, like up in the in the Northeast part. So it's possible. They're not cheap on the market, though. I mean, even MFJ has one, and it's at least, I think, $600. So it, it depends if you want to build it, if you're handy. But it'll work. That's the kind of thing. Is It'll work. It'll definitely work. It'll go. I hope that helps. If you have a question, uh, put a cue in front of it here in our chat. We have a couple coming in. We'll get to those. Let's get the ones that we didn't well, get to last <clears> week. <throat> Uh-oh, what, what, what'd you got? What'd you well, got? a whip uh, clamp to the uh, railing would be, you know, will work too. So, yeah, that's another option. So, I mean, there's there's plenty of options there for, uh, you know, second floor balconies. And, um, 
like I said, the, uh, you can go with a, uh, they make a mount, MFJ makes a mount where you can take two ham sticks and it basically makes it a dipole for that band. So if you want to operate on 20 meters, you get a, a couple of uh, 20 meter ham sticks and screw them into the mount and uh, away you go. So um, there's, there's uh, you know, a lot of options out there or just clamp a single uh, uh ham stick or then they there's also another mount that you can clamp like it has uh, attachments for five so you can clamp right. that the octopus and have, you know, or whatever they call it a, a, mm-hmm. por- a porcupine of uh <laughs> multi-band antennas <laughs> i spoke so, to brad a little bit about this and i think the concern is uh, one of the concerns was the price point of that antenna the market on the market you know you're looking at about five or six hundred i know um now that we know it's brad's question that he, you know his son's uh, studying and uh, you, you could be off-putting to think that your first antenna needs to be five to six hundred dollars and that's all true but i like this little hamstick idea too because that's no i mean you i mean what is it 20 bucks for a hamstick the mount might cost you more dollars yeah the mount probably costs more the actual t- teeth that grab onto whatever that mount actually probably costs more than the antennas itself and it might be a little pain to change them out you know, but that's a lot cheaper. You're talking several hundred dollars cheaper just to try it. So if you can work the angle that like, hey, let's see if this works. Let's see if we can actually make a contact. Then, Brad, you can take uh, and set up in our Discord some people to listen for you and make the contact happen where it's kind of cool and just take the approach of like, hey, man, let's just see if we can take this really weird thing and, uh, you know, put it into this mountain and see if what we can do with it and take that kind of different approach so you're not like we're gonna work the world on this is like let's see what we can do let's see if we can hit a different state you know and then use the community to kind of set those up i i kind of like that idea then going full six hundred dollars into that mag loop which is really pricey even a christmas <laughs> gift if i had oh, one to pass seen, on i would but have you seen lot. that one from italy the Mm-mm. italian mag loop the that, huge that one that does up- Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing looks like something. That multi-thousand dollar NASA. one, and it's, oh, yeah. you know, freaking big in diameter yeah. on the tube, and that's... Like, that's a penthouse yeah. apartment. See, that's a New York City penthouse. That's where you put that mm-hmm. one. I don't even know how you'd get it up that there. That one's but, remote could... tuning. Holy heck. <laughs> so, yeah, because it, it physically... So it has, if you've never seen it, it has these plates like the... And they come together, and I'm, and I'm describing this, I'm just basically got my fingers spread out and then just sticking my fingers in and out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we go all this way. How many minutes we went? 54 minutes. And he's got to get his fingers in the pie, so to speak. Go yeah, ahead, yeah, Steve. My fingers yeah. are in the pie. I appreciate you and, explaining it for our podcast. Listeners. And um, it's basically, it's like a air variable capacitor. And what they do is they just, they physically move this big, honking antenna they're expanding and contracting it and um, to uh, tune the antenna it's the it's the capacitor on it but this this antenna is massive it's like six or eight feet in diameter it's just huge and uh, you see it every year at Dayton so okay let's see uh we got one more here that's uh queued up and we'll get your other ones here before we go would you recommend a horizontal dipole or a vertical antenna with Elevated radials. That's from Jorge. Oh, that's a good one, Jorge. Um, 
I recommend both. <laughs> but if you, um, it comes down to uh, if you're going to do a vertical, uh, do them elevated radials because then you only need like four. If you ground mount it, then you're going to need like 32. Um, it, uh, if, and for the horizontal dipole, to ideally to get it to, you know, to get the best performance out of it is if you can get it up at least a half wavelength of the, uh, of the antenna. So for 40 meters, you're going to want to, you know, ideally, you know, get it up 60 feet. Well, that's not practical in a lot of cases. And, um, so, and that's where the vertical comes into play. Uh, so depending on your situation, uh, I would, uh, if, uh, if you're asking about between the two, I'm kind of thinking the vertical might be your your best bet and go from there. But uh, just remember, it's going to be you, when you have verti uh, elevated uh, vertical and, you, uh, and radials there, the elevated radials, uh, they're going to be up, you know, six or eight feet off the ground or, or four feet, whatever. Now you got you know, other issues you got to deal with. And if it's in the middle of your backyard or wherever you're at, uh, now you got to work around it or someone's going to get clotheslined with the uh, elevated radial. So okay. look at your situation and uh, go from there. And But yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I hope that helps. Uh, we'll be doing a little bit of overtime here after the show. So as you listen to the podcast, just know that we do these live shows and we record the podcast, and we've been hanging out a little bit of overtime for our YouTube uh, subscribers. So we'll take some other questions there, and we'll share those out as well. A couple things I want to get to before we wrap up the show. The Voice of America called this week, Steve. They've got extended nice. hours. The museum will be open for the following. Now, we're talking about um, Dayton Xenia, the Hamvention. Thursday, May 19th from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. And this is a place people are really telling me you got to go and so yes, if i gotta yes. go you gotta go and people really there. i know you've been Both there the they tell me you <laughs> got to get there you got to go and i'm like okay i will go i'll go so if they're telling me guys then you got to go too i don't know we'll see how things go for me this year but saturday may 21st from one to nine sunday the 22nd from one to five admission is ten dollars at the door and the amateur radio station is available to operate during these times. It's a short drive from Hamvention down uh, Interstate 70 or Route uh, 42 in Xenia. So there you go. Also want to let you know about BioNO Power. Oh, if you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit bioenopower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W.com. Uh, we uh, want to also thank our new member, Richard Kilo Zero Romeo Charlie Juliet. He signed up to be a sustaining member, Steve. And what that means is you get access to discounts. Not only are you supporting the content you enjoy and that you get value out of, but you're, uh, you're also uh, opening things up like a coupon book. We have some businesses that work with us uh, to give discounts on related products. And you can check that out at 100wattsandawire.com. A simple way to support the content you enjoy as you're here. Uh, give us a thumbs up as, as a like. It tells the algorithm to share this with other folks that are like us and that we're here doing it. We're one of the smallest YouTube channels in the history of the world. 
So every little thing works, but we're not tripping on it. But the engagement is good for the algorithm. Sunday night, uh, we have our net, 7 o'clock central. I, uh, we took last weekend off. Everybody had family in town. They were doing the Easter thing. We're back this week. We've got, uh, I'll take this off here. I, I just like the song, so I'm going to let this play. Uh, Uncle Paul's Pickled Nuts is a sponsor. And uh, Uncle Paul is actually, oh, yeah, I'll bring up, uh, bring up our boy Scotty, too. Oh, the, uh, the solo jumped when I went to that scene. I wonder why. That's interesting. It's because it's, it's my the solo, man. It's the solo. So just deal with it, bitches. Deal with it. Listen to this. Here comes a bend, a string bend, baby. Oh! Uncle Paul's Pickled Nuts is a sponsor of us playing the song right now. He kicks off the show at 7 o'clock, and we'll be live streaming. Uh... All right. You know, too much noodling is like masturbation, Scotty. It could have been a, a minute and a 20-second song. You had to make it like 15 minutes. It's like, I got to get through the whole thing. Wait That's a minute. That's what guitar players do. Just kidding. People love that song. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Uncle Paul will kick things off 7 o'clock Central Time on our net, so check that out. Um, also, Don will be there as well from Minnesota on 20 meters. The handoff goes from Don to Sidecar Steve on 20 this weekend. Uncle Paul, I get to handle his pickled nuts and the residue and all the things left ooh, behind ooh, on 40 meters. Not so good. All over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's all over. These little white hairs are all over. And I got to <laughs> squeegee them away. The swimmers are still around. But I will take over at uh, 8 o'clock Central Time on 40 meters, and Steve and I will run. At least for that following hour, everything is streamed out, mm -hmm. so you're welcome to join us there. Uh, what did we miss, guys? We want to tell the people, find your people on Facebook and on YouTube. We're there for you in the digital realm. We talk about issues and topics on this show then we go and do and show you what it's like to work amateur radio and why it's cool on YouTube. Anything that we miss. And then we got some questions that we're going to pick up here maybe in our over overtime. How are we doing on time? How many are there? There's a few questions. Uh, who's going to Dayton? Uh, a 100 watts and a wire meetup. Let's talk about that in a little bit. Blah, 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 blah. Spike's got a question. Okay. Keep your cues coming. We'll do them in the overtime. And if you want to stop in, we can uh, do that as well. Let me say 73 to the good people who are not uh, able to be here with us, but they are listening on their treadmills. They're out cutting grass now. It's that time of the year. People who are traveling and flying about listen to us. So we appreciate you, and uh, that is why we are here. Uh, what did we miss, Steve? Anything? Uh, I think we got it covered. Okay. We didn't answer the question about the goldfish and why he has that. I think it's a friend thing. He has to have a, a, a an energy in the bowl. It was my inspiration. The little fishy gives me inspiration. He's inspired by the captured fish and the little glass bowl and just just the positive attitude of the goldfish. So, uh, well, everybody's got their thing. That's what my mother said. Everybody yeah. needs something. And a little goldfish uh, makes me hungry. Uh, not for eating that, but uh, goldfish. Uh, Scotty, did we miss anything? Uh, thank you for coming here and uh, bringing um, a, a, a fresh jar, which is actually inside. This is the other element. You do get gummies in <laughs> your green room uh, as part of your rider, but he also only gets... Green, only green gummies. This is the funny thing about Uncle Paul's nuts. 
pickled nuts is that they don't fit in a traditional mason jar. He has to sell them by the barrel. So you have to buy a lot of nuts to uh, to get those. And uh, there are some residue juice. that it will get on your fingers. <laughs> you, will. <laughs> you will get a little residue on your mouth and, and on your fingers. But, you know, oh, <laughs> Lord, I think that's time to take it home, baby. Oh, we've done it again. We've got the sensors out. Uncle Paul's Nuts, visit the store nearest you in Tom's River, New Jersey. The, the most handsome man in uh, his hair, he, his green room is something we should talk about too. Hair stylus, brushes and combs. And, you know, how many, how many mustache hairs does he have? 620. Not, a, not no, one more. No, not, one more, one less. No, one more, one less. Well, we have a problem. 620, 620 mm-hmm. is Uncle Paul's mustache. All the products that go with that 620. Oh, you're not fooling. You're not fooling. All right. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate you and have a good time every time we can be together. See you on Sunday, 7 o'clock. We'll do the same thing. We'll have a stream. Uh, you'll be able to talk to us for a while, and you'll see multi-cameras of operators working your calls nationwide we appreciate you may the dogs run by your side seven three to you steve seven three to seven you three. scotty and seven three. Uh, by all means if you can please try and stay above the noise take care now to join the 100 watts in a wire community visit 100 watts in a wire.com